0: All right, we are live. It's the 2TV Sports. It's the Tosh and Jerry podcast. I kicked out Jerry for this episode. We got J-Rob back, host of the Tuesday Morning Blitz. Great podcast. And listening to that. His buddy, Cale Clinton. J-Rob, I'm pumped to talk to you. We got NFL halfway point. Here we go. Let's get it. i uh, pull one out for Jerry, but uh, <laughs> I... I
1: always feel great when I get to come back to my roots on the Tosh and Jerry podcast and uh, not have to edit a podcast episode of which I get super tired throughout the football season. Uh, Big football season for me personally so far, moving over to Football Outsiders, doing three shows a week. It's been a heck of a good time, but also a grind. So very excited to be on the guest side of things this week
0: and just talk ball and not have to worry about any other stuff. Oh yeah, it's good. It's good to have you back, J Rob. The two TV sports boys love having J Rob on the pod. Shout out to Jerry for editing this pod, even though he couldn't make it today. Uh take take a listen to the to the pod me and Jerry actually just released. Uh there we're talking NBA, NFL, or a little NFL, but mostly college football, NBA, and some MLB. So uh but today you're gonna get all your football breakdown. Me and Jackson have been known to chop it up a little bit. Uh, and so we're going to get into that. I I was thinking the first part of the pod, we talk about some of these surprise teams because, uh, Jackson, it has been a pretty crazy season in the NFL. I feel like in some ways, like the standings are almost upside down. So we're going to talk about what we got right and wrong and then go into our top 10, uh, teams of this, uh, so far this year. So let's, I'm excited.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to pull any punches. There have been things that I got very right. There have been things that I got very wrong. And the, the beauty of being in this business is you air yourself out and you don't hide from a justly deserved criticism. So I'm not, I, I promise I will not be doing that today. Uh, and I will ensure that whatever I said that was blasphemous gets dictated here.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, why don't we start off with something that I got wrong and just uh, what's the saying? Take take the monkey off the back or uh, <laughs> but the the Green Bay Packers, j look utterly pathetic. Um, I am yeah. completely off the bandwagon. I'm going to start rooting for the team once Jordan Love is the quarterback again. I think. Wow. Uh, the, The roster is just not where it needs to be. A lot of the guys we thought would develop are just not developing. And uh, Aaron Rodgers isn't the issue, but this team just needs a whole reboot around him, I think. So I was totally off about the Packers.
1: That's totally fair. I think, call me crazy, I don't think Rodgers is that much to blame. Like, if you look at the efficiency stats, he's still mostly top 10. His QBR is his weakest right now that it's ever been in his career, but, you know, there's flaws to that stat. I think the biggest thing with the Packers is the defense, man. I mean, you're talking about a unit that has six first-rounders and then another guy who was first-team All-Pro last year, and they're still just mediocre in so many ways you watch with the bill the bills move the ball at will on them but we expect the bills to do that to most teams they're getting gashed by you know the terry terry McLaurin taylor heineke duo they're melting in the second half when saquon is applying the pressure they're just not very cohesive as a unit and they were kind of in in my eyes when i had them as the first place team in that division at the start of the year i had the defense kind of anchoring the ship a little bit and, you know, the, the duo in the run game kind of aiding with, you know, the the ball control aspect of it. And just none of that's been there for them.
0: Yeah. Um, one of the big issues with the defense, which we knew coming in was that uh, they have no depth. And so basically anytime the starting unit isn't out there, there's just huge weak points. Um, the The safeties ha- who had been, at worst average are playing horribly, and uh, it's just it's just not not been a good defense at all. Um, offensively, I was the one worrying about the offensive line. That was my biggest concern. I think I talked to you about that on Tuesday morning Blitz, and um it's it's been just as advertised, just as I thought it would be. It's been horrible. So I'm not blaming Rogers. I'm blaming the team. Uh, I'm off the Packers. I will be a little bit surprised if they make the playoffs. And it's also just kind of the, the inability to get any of these receivers
1: going, you know, it's not like, it's not like they still have a Devonte Adams, but we've seen talent from Romeo Dobbs. I hope he continues to kind of build on a, what was a good game on Sunday night, not a great game, but a good game. Uh, Sammy Watkins can't stay on the field, which I guess we should have been able to predict. Cause that's sort of been the Sammy Watkins story in the past uh, Christian Watson's milk carton. Where is the guy? You know, if you're, you're leaning on Samori Torre, instead of, uh, getting Christian Watkins, your highest
0: drafted offensive player into the fold, you're really working well, with weird stuff there. It, Christian Watson's been injured. I mean, he's, there's been, I think two games where he played, but he got injured in the first quarter. And I think at least one or two other games where he got injured. The two guys you didn't bring up, though, Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb, I mean, those are those are two big yeah, injuries because those are the top two receivers absolutely. on the team. Uh, so if you're kind of still buying into the Packers, I would say that the the idea behind that is the defense will start playing a little better. They'll get those receivers back. The O-line will get healthier, and they'll be able to rattle off some wins. But I just have a hard time seeing it.
1: My thought when Randall Cobb got hurt was like you're you're really gonna depend on a 12th year wide receiver three as like the guy that's keeping this offense together.
0: Like you've gotta find yeah. younger guys they do. who are stepping up here. They do, and we gotta transition, but Aaron Jones, that's my biggest thing with Matt LaFleur. It's the way that they use it. Aaron Jones should be seeing 20 touches a game. He should be at least he should be getting at least 15 carries, at least 15 catches. And at times he's just not even a part of the offense. So um, I I don't really know why they don't line him up in the slot more as almost just like a slot receiver or have him running quick routes and just getting him the ball. But that's something I think that they need to do if they're going to improve. Yeah. And per football outsiders,
1: Green Bay is the second best uh, team in terms of adjusted line yards and running back yards,
0: run blocking stats. So give the ball to Aaron Jones even more. Yeah. Run the damn ball. All right. Uh, do you have, do you have one that you were, uh, that you were wrong about, that you want to talk about? I've got a few and I I think you can
1: boil two of them into one take. I think I was on the wrong side of this entire Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll Seahawks situation. I think I totally underestimated how much he'd worn out his welcome within that organization, how sick guys were of him being around uh, and how liberating it's been for them. I, I mean, I obviously didn't see this coming for Geno Smith, but I had the Broncos as a playoff team and I had the Seahawks bottoming out and picking in the top five. And that is so far from the truth right now. I really feel like I, I'm not going to go as far as my crazy co host, Kale Clinton, who said on the Football Outsider staff picks this week that Seattle was the best value in Vegas to win the Super Bowl this year. I'm not going to go that far. Uh, but I really think they're a playoff team the way they've been playing. Uh, and I think the Russell contract but extension is going to be a disaster.
0: Yeah. Uh, the thing about Seattle that that's kind of surprised me is I feel like their roster wasn't that good the last few years and they've done it. They've done a pretty good job of building up that offensive line. Uh, yeah. their defense- they killed the
1: draft this year. They absolutely slayed it. Um, yeah. Especially on the defensive side of the ball. It starts with Tariq Woolen. Uh, The linebacking core is getting younger and and more athletic and this team
0: is just really built well for the future, which I didn't think we saw coming. Yeah. Um, The one thing I am a little bit hesitant, all these people who are crowning the Seahawks, it, it is a long season and it would not shock me if, if they don't finish above 500. Um, But the Broncos aspect is what's a little bit more surprising. I'm, I just, I like watching some of these Russ games. Like I had money on Russ against the Colts against Matt Ryan. So I'm watching that game like super closely. And it's Matt Ryan. He's like a freaking stick. He can't even move. He's getting thrown around like a rag doll. And then on the other side, you have Russ Wilson. It's like, dude, like just be like somewhat competent, run the ball a little bit, like get the ball to sudden. And it's just like, He's making horrific decisions in the red zone with the game on the line. Like he's refusing to run the ball, which he has always done well. Um, So I don't really know where the Broncos go from here. I mean, if I was a Broncos fan, I'd be fucking pissed.
1: I mean, he's been dealing, he's been dealing with such a myriad group of nebulous injuries that nobody really understands. So, I mean, from that standpoint, you can understand him not running the ball, I guess, but. Yeah. I mean, if you had told me before the season that you're going to hand Russell Wilson the number one ranked defense in football, how can that not be a playoff team? It's just it makes no earthly sense. The this just how precipitous the decline has been, you know, him going from one of the league's elite to totally non-existent at the quarterback position, actively holding the team back is just something that I don't know how you could have predicted. And certainly I'm happy to take my medicine on because I just never saw it coming, but I, I just to tie it, tie it all together. Just the, the fact that the guy has become just such a pariah week to week, you hear you know countless stories, it's the high knees in the airplane, it's the crazy subway commercials. It's insisting on saying, "Let's ride in every interview like you don't think that stuff should matter, but from everything you hear from the Seahawks, it seems like it does matter. It seems like the guy cares so much about like getting the credit and being the face of the organization that he alienates his teammates. He won't even give them his cell phone number
0: <laughs> yeah it's it's ridiculous, although if he if he was playing good football it, that that all that stuff would be talked about a little bit less but he's just not a good football player at the end like right now. Uh I also think Hackett is not good. Um yeah.
1: That's that so, stating the obvious. He's been a disaster so far. In a in a
0: season with a lot of disastrous coaching, he really stands out which is saying something. Yeah. Um all right, another another one of my things that I messed up is the Cowboys. I I kind of thought the Cowboys would be injured. Their offensive line wouldn't be great. Their their, their uh, weapons, losing C.D. Uh, Amari Cooper would would not be a, a great thing for them. And I kind of thought that they would just have kind of an injuries plague season and just not be very good. Um, but uh, Mike McCarthy, former coach, big Mike, doing a good job down in Dallas. He's got that offensive line playing well. He's using the running backs well. Uh, backup quarterback, look competent in there, Cooper Rush in the defense. They've got some dogs on that defense. So um, we'll get to the top 10 a little bit later, but Cowboys are looking like the class of the NFC to me.
1: Yeah, it really boils down to Micah Parsons being a unicorn, which is something that just completely transforms a defense. We, we see two or three unicorns a year, and Micah Parsons is clearly one of them, odds-on favorite to win Depoy to top it off, you have Travon Diggs all of a sudden fully looking the first team all pro that he was and was ridiculed for last year. So now you've got your guys up front and in the secondary and surrounding them with a lot of other talent on both levels. Um, and then offensively that like push in the run game and the way that I think, I think we saw it in the bears game. I think Dak Prescott's po- poised for a big second half because he does all the little things, right. He's great at the line of scrimmage. He's really good at shifting the runs or or finding a seam when there's, you know, a certain look from the defense. He, he's not like a sexy quarterback in today's day and age. Like he doesn't do the, the Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes type stuff, but he's just really perceptive, really smart. Still has good arm talent, can make all the throws, still has good mobility, even if he's not going to, you know, run for 100 yards a game like Lamar Jackson. And I think that makes all the difference for a team that sort of has the pieces at every other level of the roster.
0: Yeah, I was uh, I was I was completely wrong. So I like I like the Cowboys in the in the NFC i the last uh, NFC thing I, we just got to touch on is the, the Saints. I mean, yeah, can we? I mean, can we give <laughs> some people credit for being right at times as well?
1: Because uh, <laughs> there have been some things I got right, and the New Orleans Saints not being uh, a slam dunk playoff team, not being you know a, an NFC South division champ, although I suppose they still could be that. That's one game chaos. back. <laughs> um, they they are not. A good football team. They
0: just are not. <laughs> yeah, just when your quarterbacks Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston, it's hard. to, hard to bet on you. you. Your skill position players are always like Thomas is out for the year now. Uh, defense isn't great. They're about to be in cap hell. But I, I was right in saying that the Bucks. This is not. This is not looking good for the Bucks. So I. I knew that the Bucs were in a little bit of trouble. I just was having a hard time figuring out what would happen in that division.
1: And we still are. We're halfway through the season. We have no idea what's going on with that division. It's entirely realistic. We could see a, an eight, and nine Atlanta team hosting a playoff game against a Dallas or even a Philadelphia if things go South for them. So it's uh it's strange times to follow NFC South football
0: to say the very least. Yeah. Uh, in the AFC, I feel, like I, I feel like I got the AFC pretty good. I feel like both of us good. I mean, I had Bills and Chiefs Denver. top two. Denver's the one for me. Yeah, I wasn't as bought in on Denver. Um, I had Bills and Chiefs top two. I'm still feeling good about that. Uh, I guess the, the what's been the biggest? I guess the Jets maybe, the Raiders being bad. Uh, but AFC's a little bit more chalk.
1: Yeah, I, I think that... I think that the Bengals being around 500 was predictable in hindsight. I still think the Bengals are a fairly safe, like late wild card team. I, Jamar Chase does have to get back healthy. Obviously the Cleveland game is quite concerning, but I don't want to just take that as gospel, especially when they look so impressive the week before. Um, yeah, I don't I don't buy the Jets as a serious contender at all. I think they finished below 500, even though they've been a nice story at times. Uh, we talk about the Brees Hall injury, but Elijah Vera Tucker could be just as big a loss and he's done for the year. So, yeah, I mean, I think we did. We did a decent job on the AFC. Um, it's time to start you know, Flacco. <laughs> Mike White, he's still there. He's, uh, he's a they dog, start, according to some in the organization. Yeah, anything's, anything's better than what you're getting out of Zach Wilson right now. He's not an NFL quarterback,
0: just plain and simple. Yeah, Jesus. He, he looks really bad. The fact that the Packers lost to Zach Wilson is a complete joke. But at least we didn't lose to the Bears like your team, J-Rob. Give <laughs> yeah, it. You've still got another matchup <laughs> against the Bears. You better watch your bet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, all right. Uh, you want to get into the top ten? Uh, I would love to in the NFL. So this is, this
1: was our most contentious segment maybe ever uh, when I was in grad school last year and I came back on and we did a a top 10 with all three of us. uh, And it, it got absolutely insane. Uh, I believe at the time Tosh was correct about the Bengals being good, very incorrect and insisting that the Vikings at the time were good. Uh, So I'm very excited to see you always think with Tosh that, uh, there can't possibly be a crazy surprise. And then somehow
0: there is. So I'm excited to yeah. see what that is this year. When I was making this list, uh, I don't it's it's I feel like there's not that many good teams. So I'm interested to there see. Are not. Yeah, I'm interested to see what you have. Um, so that this is my top 10 in terms of the rest of the season. If I had to put my life on who's gonna win the Super Bowl, that top 10. Um Lovely. And, okay, good. I'm glad we're. I'm glad we're working with the same. Uh, same premise there. So, number one, I, we were talking about this pre-show. I think it's kind of they're in their own tier, and it is the Buffalo Bills, led by Josh Allen.
1: Yeah, last year we did this segment in reverse order because we had no idea who the best teams were. Uh, this year we are doing it in one to 10 order because it is very clear who the best teams are. And I think the surprises come at the end of the list. Uh, Buffalo did lose their number one spot in defensive DVOA this, this week. Uh, but they still are tracking to maybe be the first team and uh, God knows how long to be the best offensive and best defensive team. Just no holes, They're about to get Trey White back, Tosh. This is the the best guy they have on their entire defense. And their defense is made from studs top to bottom. Uh, And you can't say enough about uh, the talent they have on the offensive side of the ball. They just had Naeem Hines to maybe add another uh, depth add to catching balls out of the backfield. There's, there's no holes whatsoever.
0: Yeah. um, I agree. Definitely the best team. Uh, I the Naim Hines thing, I just I don't know. Is I would rather develop James Cook in that spot. I guess they might not think that he's great. Um, well, he's I would, not. I mean, he's a he's a pass catching back. He's not. I don't know if if yeah. James Cook
1: is that, but Naim Hines is like the sixth best running back in the league in terms of uh, def, uh, I, defense adjusted yards above uh, replacement. Like he's a very quality um just kind of third down back and that's all he that's all they need him to be
0: yeah i didn't love their trade deadline like i if i were them i would have tried to add to their o-line i mean i know linemen they don't necessarily move that up to the trade deadline or add to the secondary um because they're clearly the favorites in my mind so uh well, they are think, adding to the secondary they're getting a
1: first team all pro back at quarterback this <clears throat> maybe this week
0: yeah and micah hyde has been out um they should get him back at some point. But I, I think that like we'll see about White. I mean, he's been out for a year. This is the Bills year. They they need to not mess it up. They're by far the best yeah. team. Like Hyde is
1: uh, Hyde is done for the season. So certainly oh. that, that injury hurts. Uh, but getting White back and and honestly, uh not so much at the safety position, but the young guys in the secondary have really stepped up this year. Uh everyone was talking about Kair Elam coming into the year. It turns out Christian Benford, maybe even better. Uh, so both performing very well at the corner position.
0: Yeah, the Bills. I mean, I'm just look. I'm looking at the PFF grades right now, and it's like I mean, you could even see when they play the their D line is just they've got dudes on their D line, and they've got Von Miller, who's like yeah. the dude. Um, Kale
1: Kale has likened the Buffalo Bills front seven to seven live Buffalo
0: in the past, and I'm inclined <laughs> to uh, to accept that definition. I like that. Um, in The thing about Josh Allen, too, is I feel like he can play so many different styles that they're not, you know, if it's snowing in Buffalo against KC, that's going to benefit them. But if they're, uh, I'm trying to, I mean, say they go to a dome in the AFC, I think they'll be able to pl- play that type of game, too. So, um, the Bills, uh, the, my take is that the Bills need to not mess this up, like, <laughs> They, this is their, Accurate. And, and they're going to mess it up because that's what the bills do. So, and I, <laughs> I, you know, we talked, we talked to local
1: Buffalo reporter, uh, James Katata, one of our classmates who has been covering the team diligently all year. Uh, and everything that he's said, everything that we've heard from our, our other classmates who are, you know, lifelong bills fans, they all say this year feels different. I do not know if that is indeed the case, but something about it to me does feel different too. So I'm excited to see how it all plays
0: out. Yeah. All right. Number two on the list. Uh, do, should I just keep giving them or, cause I bet we have the same number two. I've got Kansas city. I, I
1: actually coming into the night I had Philadelphia Watching this Thursday night game, it was so close for me between them and Kansas City that I've bumped Kansas City above them, even as the Eagles have gone to 8-0. I think that for all of the dominance Philly has displayed, there are still some concerns, the run defense primarily. Um, I really feel like Davis Mills handed them that game in the second half, which is not super surprising. He's Davis Mills. He's a backup quarterback. Uh, so Kansas City, just with the explosiveness they bring on offense, not the biggest story with them, but really interested to see if Kadarius Tony's anything for them because this is a guy who could be an elite gadget player, could be a legit number two receiver option, or could just be hurt all the time. <laughs> so I'm really curious and intrigued by what he ends up being. And I don't think he really cuts into
0: uh Juju or MVS's target share much either. Yeah, Chiefs, uh. Chiefs I, I like their their O line too. I mean Creed Humphrey, Joe Tooney, like running the ball. I think that they I think that I think that those guys in the playoffs are gonna they're better than what they've had in the past. And I feel like that's been the Chiefs big weakness, honestly, is that they're too reliant on Mahomes in some games that'll end up biting you in the in the butt. So I like that. I like their defense. Don't love it. But if you've got Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and a pretty good O-line and a decent defense, like in today's NFL, just there's just not much else. Like, I don't, yeah, I mean, I don't really see who else is. I feel like Chiefs are ahead of the next tier, but they're way behind the Bills right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, the defense is pretty mediocre at best. Uh, They do rank 24th right now in overall DVOA. Um, DVOA, for those who aren't as familiar with football outsiders terminology, is uh, we we grade every play uh, and rank it against the other teams and essentially determine, you know, whether every play has value. Uh, So the Chiefs defense not providing a lot of value on plays, letting up a lot of yards when they shouldn't be uh, from down to down, because every down Matters more than the previous one. The Chiefs have not been a good third down defense. They've not been a good red zone defense, uh, and certainly the the pass defense being twenty sixth is a particular concern. Because if they get into another shootout, there's not really anybody yep. back there who's going to make another big play for them uh, as maybe they have in the past.
0: Yeah, I do. I do trust in Spags to. At least get this defense playing a little bit better throughout the year. I think he's a good defensive coordinator. So it's
1: always been a it's always been a weird story with them uh, in terms of like last year when their offense was struggling. Suddenly the defense was allowing ten points a game, uh, but then we got into the postseason and they couldn't stop anything. It was like runaway train. Buffalo, Cincinnati, anybody can score anytime. So curious to see where they're at yeah. come January and whether or not it matters with
0: Patrick Mahomes still uh, throwing the flamethrower here and there. Yeah. Uh, All right. Number three is the San Francisco 49ers for me.
1: Ooh, I did not expect that. And I I'm high on San Francisco as well, but I mean, four and four that, that team's always glass bones and paper skin. Uh, they're not even winning their own division right now. Obviously, they're the favorites in terms of Vegas, but they've they've got to pick it up. Uh, so I really like what they've got going. Certainly, the offense has has upticked in terms of uh, McCaffrey, and hopefully, Debo comes back healthy. IUC really emerging this year, but
0: I I got them lower on the list. Spoiler alert: their their roster, I think, is just incredible. Like it is. It's top just, to bottom. I, if if it's I. Yeah, I if I was favoring any of these NFC teams to get out, like, I mean, I guess Philly, maybe doubt it, but yeah, I mean, the Niners just adding McCaffrey to Stebo, IU Kittle, use check. Um, I'm not a big Jimmy G fan. He's the one guy that can mess it up, but, um, but yeah, I. I I I also like their D I mean I think their secondary is really good when healthy. Mosley, I like them getting Ward from the Chiefs. That was a big time signing. Their safeties are playing really well. Uh Tao Noah Funga, i loved him at USC. Um he's gonna be making he's plays. Awesome. Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw, two of the best linebackers in football. Um so, yeah, I mean, and Bosa, they got so
1: Bosa things. If he comes back fully healthy two Bosa's with two groin injuries, been a, an unfortunate subplot to this year, but the, the talent is undeniable on that defense. Yeah. All right. Who did you have third Philadelphia? I mean, they haven't lost for a reason until tonight. They had led by at least 14 points in every game. Uh, number two in defense, which I totally don't think we expected coming into the year. Uh, The leap forward for Jalen Hurts, I mean, maybe he's not a top three, top four quarterback, but I think it's undeniable that he's top 10 at this point. Uh, And you just watch them play. I mean, it's hard to overstate how much A.J. Brown's meant to that offense. Uh, Devontae Smith, a more than capable number two uh, Thursday night football, Dallas Goddard with 100 yards and catching his first touchdown of the year. Like They're just stacked on both sides of the ball. The deepest roster in the league, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. I, I'm not as sold on Philly as everyone else. Um, and the main, the main reasons I'm not sold on Philly, it has to do with uh, the quarterback. Like, yeah, Jalen hurts is a top 10 quarterback against Detroit, Washington, Jacksonville, Arizona, Pittsburgh, Houston. But is he a top 10 quarterback against the chiefs, bills, Niners? Like if the, if the Eagles are playing the Niners in the, I'm going to be surprised if Jalen hurts puts up 20 points, to be honest. Like, maybe he's a lot better than last year in the playoffs against that bucks team but i just i'm not i'm not a believer that he's going to be hitting his back foot and throwing the ball uh the way he needs to i also think that their defense is it's not bad but i'm not i'm not sold that it's second best in the nfl i think their secondary uh is is beatable and uh their front seven i think is 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 good, but I just don't see the star power that some of these other teams have. So, uh, I mean, Darius- I love their secondary Darius Slay is a
1: dog, uh, Dari- completely Dari- shutting down Justin Jefferson, uh, that that's not an easy thing to do. Um, yeah, I mean the defense, I think if there's one criticism, it's that you can run on them. Damian Pierce showed it tonight, but I, I just, I don't think you're giving Hertz enough credit. And I've always said this about Hertz: If Jalen hurts were, you know, a Trevor Lawrence, if he were a, if he were a top 10, top five draft pick, we'd all be screaming from the mountaintops, how good this guy is, how well he's developed. I mean, he's top 10 in every single QB metric this year. At some point, you've got to give the guy credit for just being better than everyone
0: thought he could be. uh, and continuing to improve week after week. I give him credit for what he's done this year. And I just read off their schedule like I want to see him play in Dallas. Is he going to be putting is he going to be like performing this well in Dallas in I'll
1: tell you what. I mean, I know they didn't play the game in Dallas, but they they're the only team to hang 30 points on the Dallas Cowboys so far this
0: year. So, heck, why not do it again? 26, but yeah, I mean that that game no was That game was a good game, but also that was against Cooper Rush, like it's just I don't they they scored twenty of the points in the second quarter. He like I, I don't know I'm I'm I I need to I'm mean, I'm gonna need to see it to believe it with, with Jalen Hurts like. If it, the it, biggest
1: yeah. fault of the Eagles is the schedule makers, then
0: yeah. lock me up. Yeah, well, I, I've, mean, I've
1: they've, they've beaten the other two teams with the two best records in the NFC. I understand that you like other teams better. Uh, it's too bad the Niners aren't on their schedule, but they I mean Minnesota's
0: six and one, Dallas six and two. Philly didn't have much trouble with either of them. Yeah, yeah but Dallas is playing with Cooper Rush and they played both of those games at home. And Minnesota's coming off their Super Bowl, beating the Green Bay Packers. You know how much do they care about that? Uh, now anybody's doing it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, number four is the for me is the Dallas Cowboys.
1: Yeah. I've got uh,
0: I've got Dallas at number four as well. Okay, yeah. I just I mean we talked about Dallas, but defense is looking good. They got good running backs, good quarterbacks. So um, number five, I have the this might surprise you the Tennessee Titans. Wow. Yeah, I don't I spoiler alert, I don't have the Titans at five. (laughs) People are always sleeping on the Titans. They were the one seed last year. They're five and they were the worst one seed ever. Like that's not even that's not up for debate. They
1: had a negative DVOA. They were a bad team that just played in a terrible division, loaded up on cupcakes, uh, and then lost at home in a game that they absolutely should have won in the postseason, Like they were a historically bad one seed. Uh, and this year they're sort of doing it again. Cause who have they beaten that impresses you?
0: Let me pull up their schedule. Um, I do think though that they're, I think, I think Vrabel's done a nice job with that defense and yes. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Simmons, I think is a legit, like one of the best players in football. Um, I, I, if you take Derrick Henry and Jeffrey Simmons off this
1: team, though, it is a D-minus roster. It is really like the way that I think that offensively their receiving core is bottom five in the league, no doubt about it. Defensively, it's it's tough because they obviously expected more at the start of the season before they got hit with the injury bug, but secondary, below average, outside of Jeffrey Simmons, not much going on up front either. It's really a bare bones kind of like you want to talk about depth. They're one of the least deep rosters in the league, too. There's really a lot
0: uh that they're lacking. Yeah, I I I'm a believer in Traylon Burks. I think Robert Woods, if he's healthy in the playoffs, I like those two guys. I like Derrick Henry. Um, I think their offensive line is gonna be pretty solid. Um some injuries are are kind of brutal there, but um i like the rabel i'm i'm a believer in, in your guy j rob
1: hey i mean keep on believing hopefully hopefully that works out for you harold harold landry was the guy that i uh couldn't think of the name yeah. of that's really been a, a killer for them i mean he was phenomenal last year uh on on par in some statistical categories with micah parsons and tj watt which is kind of hard to believe but uh certainly they're missing him a lot this year Yeah, Yeah, the Titans at five. Wow. Uh, I had Miami at five, which might be a little surprising as well, but, uh, they just have elite skill player talent that I think is hard to match up with. I mean, you saw it against Baltimore when they just kind of ran them out of the building in the second half, they just really have serious, serious depth, um, on offense in terms of like the, the, packages they can run out there. I don't know how you just match up with both of those two guys, man. Like you can't you can't double both of them. If you run a zone, uh you know Tyreek's gonna find a soft spot in the middle or or Jalen Waddle's gonna sneak his way around the edge. Like there's just too much speed. Uh and I think that as as much as we don't think that maybe Tua's one of the best quarterbacks in the game, he's certainly proving that he's you know good capable of you know guiding this offense to being one of the league's best and I think the Bradley Chubb edition is huge too
0: Tosh and Jerry podcast will be back right after the short break all right we're back it's Tosh and Jackson talking about the Dolphins a team that I was high on the start of the season who's actually not in my top 10 J-Rob I thought that you probably wouldn't have them in your top 10 either what um
1: yeah, punish them for losing games with Skylar Thompson at quarterback. What are we doing here? Shout
0: out! Shout out to my boy uh, Javon Holland, Bishop O'Dowd grad, University of Oregon grad uh, from Oakland. Uh, that's my guy, and he's one of the best safeties in the NFL. But um, with the Dolphins, I'm just I'm concerned with their defense. The Chubb addition is quite interesting. Um, we'll see if he unlocks them. But I'm not. I, I'm I'm kind of off their defense a little bit, um, but the main reason I'm off of them is because of Tua. Like, I I like to. What Tua, does he need to do? What does he need to do to prove himself to you? Go win a road playoff game. <laughs> like, I just don't see that happening. So, uh, if Miami's playing at Tennessee in, in the playoffs, I'll take Tennessee all day in that game. Uh, I have a, I have a, two other AFC teams who I take them over as well. Um, I'm, huge, I'm laughing my way to the bank. If I'm watching, you know, Kevin
1: Byard and whoever the heck the Titans have at corner. Cause I don't know, uh, trying to cover that duo of wide receivers. Plus Mike Kosicki, who's really kind of been on lock since Tua came back from injury They're I, They're hopeless, powerless like,
0: against that
1: offense. Yeah.
0: I like Mike Kosicki. I've always liked him, but, uh, I don't know. Also, it's, I think
1: most certain Wilson kind of recreating the San Francisco backfield with Mike McDaniel is genius. I really am excited to see that tandem kind of take off in the second half here.
0: Yeah, we'll see with those guys if they're healthy. Um, those guys have major injury problems in the past. Um, but, yeah, I'm just not sold on Tua. I think, like, he's been playing well. I like McDaniel. Maybe I should have had him in the top ten. but. Um, I just think if they're if if Tua gets contained they're just I think they're just going to be screwed like here's why yeah. I have them here's why
1: I have them fifth because we have a uh, a Bills fan spirit animal on the Tuesday morning blitz his name is Nolan Hughes. He is he is our voice for everything Bills Mafia and Nolan Hughes when asked yesterday who the best value bets were to make the Super Bowl uh, we went through the whole list of teams with him, and he said Miami. None of those other teams strike fear in my heart the way Miami does. So I'm I'm riding with Miami because I know the Bills, despite the fact that I think they will pretty handily win the second game in Buffalo,
0: are nervous about that potential matchup and the speed they have on offense. Yeah, the stack speed is really uh, really frightening. <laughs> Thinking about going against them. But, uh, I mean, I'm
1: all bought in on Tyreek Hill Offensive Player of the Year at this point. I think he's still got like a 270-yard three-touchdown game ahead of him at some point this year. Like, they just have an explosive dimension that it's hard to say any other team, even the ones led by Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen have.
0: Yeah, those are two of the, two of the fastest receivers in the game. Um,
1: Jalen Waddle's special, man. Like, he's in a, in a draft full of receivers last year, he's proven himself already. I think to be the best of the class was teammates with the Heisman trophy winner who also played receiver at his
0: position and yet was still drafted higher. Cause they knew he was actually yeah. the guy. Yep. Um, yeah, you might've sold me on Miami. I'd probably put him in the back of my top 10 maybe, but eh, yeah, I mean, I don't know.
1: Top 10s are, are subject to change
0: throughout the year. It's, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I do like my top 10. Um, Number six I have is the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, That's exact match. I also have the Baltimore Ravens number six. Okay. Um, I think,
1: I I mean, Lamar Jackson, like that's, he is the team at this point. Uh, And Harbaugh. really? Yeah. I mean, Harbaugh's the experience you like. uh, It's nice that they have. Kind of depth at the tight end position, like they, Isaiah Likely, I think is really good, and Mark I Andrews agree. obviously probably the second best in football. But holy cow, they have they have nothing at the receiver position. Huge bummer that Rashad Bateman's going to be out for the season because he was actually playing very well by most metrics when he was healthy enough to be in there. Uh, J.K. Dobbins think, is a constant disappointment in health. Uh, it's it's really uh, – like, Devin Duvernay is going to have to step up in
0: a big way for this team. I think uh, with Lamar, though, and just how that offense is designed, it's not as much reliant on the receiver position. So but it should the- be because he's actually a very good pocket passer. Like, he doesn't have
1: Mahomes and Allen arm talent, but he has more arm talent than your average quarterback. And he when he's been – able to just kind of take his time and pick apart defenses
0: this year. He's been doing it at a very high level. Yeah, I agree. Um, I just think that's the way that they, that it is. So, the fact that they have Andrews and likely, and then I like Gus Edwards, too. Um, and He's good. I, he's solid. The, the Ravens' secondary, I like as well. Uh, I think they'll be able to hold their own a little bit. I mean, I know Miami kind of lit them up, but um, I mean, you, you play Miami. That's,
1: that's always a tough matchup to stack up with over four quarters, but, uh, you know, they have had just, a a high blown coverage rate, like a lot of it's, it's been a little dicey for them. Uh, pretty much like all defensive facets, to be honest with you. Um, Bill Presley just got out of the bottom of the eighth, uh, for those that are watching the world yes. series. So there's a, there's a lot going on here in the sports world as we speak.
0: Yeah. Um number 7 this one's going to probably shock you. Uh I'm ready. This this is my, kind of my biggest surprise, but I'm I'm a believer. Um and it's not just cuz of how they played last Monday night, but it's the Cleveland Browns. Um you get you get the sh- you get Deshaun back in there. Uh with that running game, I think that their defense is decent. Uh and let's not forget Deshaun Watson is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I know Deshaun Watson was one of the best quarterbacks in the
1: NFL two years ago. We have no idea what Deshaun Watson is right now. I think he's going to come out motivated
0: and I think he's going to be ready to go. Motivated by what, Tosh? I question his motivations. I mean, we've learned about him. I'm not saying I'm a Deshaun fan or anything, but I just think that you put him behind that in that offense and with Kevin Safansky, who I like. with Chubb, hunt and th- that offensive line um and uh yeah they're def- i mean they've got garrett on their defense and let, let me see what else they're working with but not much, just, not much on the defense that's for sure i think i think people are underestimating deshaun watson that dude is a he's a good football player He he's been that for
1: a while I'm just worried people are at this point maybe overestimating Deshaun Watson because we have no idea what he actually still is after missing basically two years at this point. Uh, Just to further dig into the Browns as to why I don't have them in the top 10. Um, First of all, it's going to be really hard for them as the third place team in that division to even find their way into the playoffs. They still don't get Deshaun back uh, for what is it? Yeah, three more games. So they could absolutely be, you know, four and seven, maybe even three and eight, if they really get unlucky here, uh, Jacoby Brissett has been just the ultimate patch it together at the quarterback position. Like kudos to him. He's 12th in D Y a R like that is way better than anyone I think could have anticipated. I don't know if Deshaun's going to be that much better than 12th in most passing metrics when he comes back. So there's still a lot of, uh, there's still a lot of issues. Uh, they've shown that they, struggle situationally, can't hold up defensively in two minute situations. They're just a bottom seven, bottom eight defense in general. Uh and I think that kind of being three and five just sort of puts them in a direction where if they lose a couple more games, they're just gonna
0: fold completely. Yeah, we'll see. They gotta they gotta hold it together for Deshaun. I knew
1: I you think... had a surprise. I knew <laughs> I knew it was um, in there.
0: I, I I think Deshaun is I mean when Deshaun left, he was a top five quarterback and a few of those other top five quarterbacks have, uh, have really regressed like Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. So I think if you're looking at it just based on, top, like, I think Deshaun might be the third best quarterback in NFL. Yeah. I mean, geez, I maybe,
1: maybe Deshaun from two years ago was the third best in this league climate, but I, I'm not going to believe it until I see it. I, it's not like you don't just not take a hit for two years and then instantly come back and be the same guy you were. Like it takes time.
0: I think football is a, like a little bit different. I think cause like football is less about like a rhythm. I feel like it's more about just like, like you're just in there. Whereas like basketball, you kind of got to get it back. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it, it's, it's uh I like their running. I mean their offensive line is great. That's part of it too. Like the Sean. Yeah, we just that, know
1: that like running only gets you so far, you know. Like if if that defense puts you in a 14 to 3 hole, like how much is Nick Chubb in the ground game and
0: controlling the clock really gonna help? I, I think it'll help their offensive line will help Deshaun in the pass game. I think he's gonna have all day to throw. He's gonna be running around like um so I think their offense will be dynamic once he gets back. And then. Yeah, I but it's like Amari is
1: Cooper like, is Amari Cooper really a wide receiver one. Like David, no, like, been a nice surprise at tight end, but it's not like he's a premier tight end. So I don't really know what's, you know, I like Donovan. What, what T. The T. Options are.
0: He's on my fantasy team. Interesting. But, uh, my dynasty league, but uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, did you say who you had number seven? I did not. I have San Francisco who we already talked about. Okay. I guess they
1: slot in a little lower, but it's mostly record based and me just being worried that at some point they succumb to all the injuries. And they still have to, I think their 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 ranking instantly rises if they can take back the division from Seattle, which I do think they'll do. Um, but as of right now, just based on where everything's
0: at, I, I still have them at seven. All right. I gave my take on the Niners. Uh number eight, I'd Philly, who we talked about. Um Wow! Not, not a Jalen Hurts believer. You think the Cleveland Browns are better than the Eagles, Tosh? Uh, when Deshaun's back and in, in the mix, playing well, I think that they've got a much better offense, much better quarterback. So
1: I didn't realize you hadn't said Philly yet. That's bananas.
0: <laughs> yeah, I—I I mean, if you wow. put Deshaun on Philly, I'd probably have him as number one team. Jeez, man, I. I'm going all I, I in on Deshaun. About didn't this see Deshaun that coming, thing. Huh? Yeah. He's I, on my I, fantasy team as well. So uh, I'm all in on Deshaun. I'm not a huge fan of his, like whatever, but I think he's a good football player. I watched him beat Bama and then Addy. <laughs> watched him <laughs> come in and make, 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 a, make a Texans team incredibly relevant and fun. And I think all this hate that he's been getting is going to motivate him. I think he's one of this those guys. Out. Disavow. Uh, Disavow. Did you, who's your number eight? My number eight football team
1: is the Minnesota Vikings. I don't okay. believe in them, but I sort of ran out of teams that I had any belief in. So I decided F it. They're going to be in the playoffs. Why not just say they're the eighth best team? Because I mean, hey, they have a lot of talent, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And Kirk Cousins at this point, I think we can say, for better or worse, is capable of leading a good offense. It's sort of the way the league's gone. Like, you don't have to have – you can have limitations and still take your team reasonably far. Uh, But I I don't believe in them to go deep in the playoffs. But I think uh, they can win a home playoff game under the right set of circumstances, and that's more than I can say about most of the teams behind them.
0: They've done a good job building up that offensive line. Uh, which was a major issue the last few years. So I think that has been somewhat fixed and their defense the signing to Zedaria Z- Z- Smith, uh, Patrick Peterson has been playing pretty well. Uh, they, they've they made a few other uh, signings on the edges that have looked pretty good, like Shannon Sullivan, f- a few future backers, and then Daniel Hunter getting him back. So uh, yeah, I have the Vikings ninth. So I'm kind of right yeah, there. With I mean, the they're, right. they're, they're
1: fraudulent in the in the sense that they're not a six and one football team, but they'll make the playoffs. Maybe they'll win a game. Yeah, they'll that's kind of like what we're getting down to in this list. I don't, we're not talking about teams that we think are going to make the conference championship, but
0: and, and you know they have, elite, they have
1: an elite skill player, which is more than most teams can say. And I like T.J. Hawkinson a lot, and think that he
0: can do a lot of things for them that they were missing in that offense as well. Yeah, they'll win a home game, and then Kirk Cousins will play terribly in the second round on the road against some team and that's what the be.
1: eighth best team in the nfl does right yeah. there you nailed
0: it no uh, yeah so i had them who's your uh, nine? so that's your nine i have cincinnati still
1: at number nine just because i believe in joe burrow uh, i think they'll bounce back from that cleveland loss i think uh the real killer is chitabay awuzie being lost for the season that hurts a lot Uh, He and Jesse Bates were kind of the two shining stars in the secondary for them. Uh, I don't really trust Eli Apple and Mike Hilton to carry the freight in his absence. Uh, But I I think chase will be back three, four weeks from now. Uh, And I think that just overall, the offense is, is well equipped enough and has been through a, a deep playoff run that they'll find their way back there through a back half of the schedule and, and, you know, be in the picture, although
0: not, you know, I don't I don't believe in them to go as deep as they did last year. Certainly. Yeah, uh, I have them 10. I did really strongly consider putting the New York football giants led by Daniel. Yeah, I couldn't Jones, do it. I couldn't do by- it, man.
1: Daniel Jones is still Daniel
0: <laughs> Jones. Yes. Me and Jerry have been high on Daniel Jones for years. He's finally coming through for us. The G men are playing good football under Brian Dable. But uh but no. Probably, they averaged three and a half yards of play last week. <laughs> three and a half. Kayvon Thibodeau, Oregon, uh, Oregon Ducks. But uh, but yeah, I I I think the Bengals Chase is just such a huge factor. I mean, that's what if he gets back and he's healthy playing decently, like they got a shot. If he's not, I think they're totally fucked. Like that's uh, yeah, so. fair I
1: mean you can say that that's, that's kind of the thing about this part of the list is you can say yeah. a lot of teams are pretty fucked if they lose a certain guy here and there so they yeah, need but- him back healthy they need him to be full Jamar Chase but I, I like the upside with them more than I do anyone
0: below certainly so who's, uh, who's at 10 for you man rounding out the list it was between two
1: the New York Giants were not one of them they're 12 for me Uh do I go with do I do I lean your way with the Titans or do I lean my friend Kale Clinton's way with the Seattle Seahawks? It's between those two.
0: (laughs) Come on. Um come on. See I believe (laughs) I believe in Geno Smith. You let Dale talk Um, you into that that hard. I I believe in
1: Geno Smith. He's a top seven quarterback by every metric this year. I don't think he'll stay there, but I think he'll stay top ten. The reason I'm not going to do it is because I just don't think they're like the infrastructure is not there. They haven't been to the playoffs in a couple of years. They weren't expecting to be this good. And I think the minute that they take a couple setbacks, it's, it's going to unravel just a little bit for them. Tennessee, they've been in the playoffs every year. They expect to be there. They're in a much weaker division. Uh, so ultimately I'm just going to barely give me the edge to the
0: Titans. Yeah, the, the Seahawks, I mean, they've beaten Denver, Detroit, Arizona. They did beat the Chargers. Yeah, I, and the, the Chargers Giants.
1: are probably 13 for me. They've been a colossal disappointment, especially on defense, but uh, they're, they're a thing. That, that win will wake you up a little bit.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm slowly believing more in the Seahawks. I do have this, like, I, I haven't put enough research into it. It would take a while, but I have this whole theory that like all these bad teams are playing each other this start of the start season and all the good teams are playing each other in that like some of this may flip, but
1: well, that's, I, just, I mean, that's NFL schedules. That's what, that's why the NFL has the most parity out of any sports league is when you do well, the previous season, you get hit with the toughest schedule. Uh, and that's like much in, in, in a condensed season, like the NFL has that stacks up a lot more than it would or could
0: in MLB or the NBA. So yeah, I think it, but, it shows but up think, a lot. I think even more like at the beginning of the year, it's like the Seahawks haven't played anyone like, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I, I think I'm very interested to see in the rest of the NFL season, like how, um, how? Because it's there's been a, some crazy stuff. I could see some big regressions, but also who knows? Like, you don't you don't really know what's going to happen. That's the best part about. It. But there's been some crazy stuff going on.
1: Well, Tosh, we've uh we've gone through our top ten. Uh, I think it's time to go to my favorite part of the show. I think I
0: think it's time to play the music in the background, Jerry. <laughs> yeah. Cue the music, Jerry. Let's get to art. Our- Locks and upsets of the week. Jerry, uh, on their last pod, just I'll just spoil it for you guys. Jerry put his, the entire house that he just bought, everything that he owns on the Baltimore Ravens. He was completely convinced that the Ravens are gonna go into New Orleans on what is that, Monday night or Sunday night? Monday football? night football. Monday night football and win that game. So um I'm not as no convinced as he is. I like it, Jerry. Um, yeah, I'm not as convinced as he is. Superdome prime time, but uh, that was Jerry's lock uh, for his upset. You got to go follow our our uh, Instagram page. But uh, J-Rob, you want to give your uh, lock of the week? I would love to because my lock of the week is dictated
1: by absolutely nothing. My lock of the week is the Arizona Cardinals minus two against those same Seattle Seahawks that we just talked about. And why? Because the Cardinals are not as good as the Seahawks. They just aren't. Right now, if you go to overall team DVOA, the Seahawks are sixth and the Cardinals are 30th. We think that they are the 30th best team in football from an efficiency standpoint. But you know what? It doesn't matter because 83% of the money in Vegas is on the Seahawks in this game. And whenever that happens, hammer the other side because they know something we don't. The Cardinals are somehow, some way gonna pull off this game and take everyone's money, but not mine, because I saw it coming.
0: Yeah, Better quarterback at home. Don't don't hate that pick. I mean that's a that's a good way to to live your life taking the better quarterback at home. I mean, maybe people will say Gino's better, but I
1: he's been better this year, there's no denying it.
0: But, <laughs> We'll see, maybe that'll be a little track regression records back. would
1: dictate otherwise. I agree.
0: Yeah. Um, all right, my lock of the week is uh Tennessee plus 12 and a half at Kansas City uh Sunday night football. Um I just think that's a lot of points. I like Mike Vrabel. I just I trust that he's going to keep this somewhat of a close game. Uh, It doesn't even
1: have to be, it doesn't have to be a close game and they can still cover 12. There's so many ways to do it. You can hang around early and have the chiefs pull away in the second half, much like the Texans covered against the Eagles tonight, or you can be down big early and just kind of claw your way back to a respectable 11 point loss in the second half. I like that pick a lot.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, well, it's just a lot of points. Um, for a team that I have ranked as the fifth best team. Uh, what's,
1: <laughs> he stood on
0: that ground. What's your, uh, what's your upset of the week? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to introduce you to the chaos game of the year. If you think
1: about the past five years watching NFL red zone, which two teams have most frequently shown up in late game, two minute drill, blocked punt, missed field goal, pick six craziness than the Atlanta Falcons and the Los Angeles Chargers. They are playing each other this week. This game is guaranteed to end up horribly for somebody. The fact that the Chargers, who are only the 16th best team in football by our metrics, are giving three points on the road in Atlanta, traveling east, one o'clock window, West Coast team going east. We've seen it a million times. Coming off a bye, but Keenan Allen looks like he may trend towards not even playing in this game. Mike Williams is already out. I love the Falcons getting three here. And what really sold me on this, Tosh, was if you get a last-minute field goal to dictate this game, who would you rather have, Young-Way or I believe the Chargers might be running out Cameron Dicker this week. It's either him or it's Dustin Hopkins on a hobbled hamstring. So I, I love this pick on a number of levels
0: chargers kickers are just completely cursed um the chargers yeah.
1: franchise is cursed they were the I, they won the offseason and now they're going to be 500 if they
0: lose this game yeah so i didn't i and that was my take about the East, same old East, which is exactly what we've seen but um here west i mean um yeah i so i i that was going to be my upset as well i like the falcons i i think the chargers injury wide receiver injuries are very brutal um so I'm going to take the Falcons. The other upset that I had was the Detroit Lions against the Packers. It would not shock me if the Lions win that game. <laughs> I tell you what, it wouldn't <laughs> shock me either.
1: The only reason I did not pick it was because the Detroit Lions are the worst team in football defensively. They're 32nd against the pass and 30th against the run, which basically means they'll let you score however you want to score and I think if the Packers just get out of their own way and hand the ball to Aaron Jones 20 times,
0: they find a way to win this game. Yeah, Jesus, hopefully they do that. Um, there are a lot of upsets of the week. Jackson, it was great to have you on the pod. Oh. We'll have to get you back at some point later this season, maybe before playoffs or something. So,
1: Oh, playoff preview? Don't tempt me.
0: What a time. <laughs> All right, well... We'll finish just in time for you to see the end of this World Series game. So, uh, for now, 2TV Sports is signing off the mic. See ya!